Welcome to Dropping the Ball. I'm Andrew, and with me today is my co-host Luke. How you doing today, Luke? Pretty good, man. It's holiday season, and oop-de-doop and dickery-dock. COVID's wrecking all of my fun sports watching around the clock. <laughs> so <laughs> that was a good uh, one. I like it. It's, uh, it was it was spontaneous, actually, uh, and it, I, I think that that is definitely a, a crisis that we're dealing with. But you know, it's the holiday season, like we said, and it's it's a great time to to enjoy some time with friends and family. How are you doing? I'm doing good, gearing up for my baby girl's first Christmas, which is exciting. You know, my wife doesn't really know who I am anymore because I'm actually excited about Christmas for once. And who knew that ball of little butter that I had is going to be what, you know, got me there. We've just we've been talking about the fact that we've just been weeping for like the entire year. I don't even know. We're full-grown men just weeping all the time, just crying all the time now. I don't even have a child. I'm just crying all the time. What, what is he, Spider-Man, yesterday? And I cried like seven times during the movie. Like, what's happening? Is that now? because it was so good or just so nostalgic? Nostalgia. So yeah. much nostalgia. But anyway, so... We were looking to do some stuff in sports right now, and with COVID being as it is, it's decimated football, it's decimating European soccer, it's decimating basketball, both collegiate and uh, and professional. Duke scrambling to find opponents last minute, right. invited Elon you know, down the road just to come play. Which him was on a, shocking that like, they're not already playing Elon. I mean, if they weren't going to play Elon, the next one on the line was they were going to call UNCG, so University of North Carolina Greensboro. So our, our alma mater was going to be having to step up last minute. But it, it was, you know, it's since that's going on, we all can agree that we definitely don't want to talk about that COVID and sports and stuff anymore. I think that's that's pretty well covered, and everybody's having to hear my Facebook, too much about it. my Facebook feed has enough COVID on it. As yeah, it is. Right. Uh, that's all. Where all I get right. all my facts. So so uh, uh, you know, I like to think of myself as something of a scientist. <laughs> so it's it's uh, it's a little bit tricky to have any of those kind of conversations. But I think one cool thing that's happening right now, coming up very soon in sports, that we should definitely talk about something that's near and dear to you: baseball Hall of Fame. Yeah, and so right now, for those close to the sport, know that the votes for this upcoming Hall of Fame class Mm -hmm. are being collected right now with a deadline of December 31st. But the reason we want to talk about this topic is, of course, the Hall of Fame is really exciting and and something I'm always really thrilled about. But this year has some really big names some of the biggest names, mm-hmm. if not arguably the biggest name, right. that is potentially coming off after their 10th year. Okay, so uh, let's let's give people a little bit of information on that. So in terms of the Hall of Fame voting in general, it seems like uh, how long do you have to be out before you're eligible to be on a ballot? I guess that's the first question. You have how to be years? out for five years. So five years there. Correct. Then after that, you go through a stage of like purgatory where you're on the ballot and, and you have to... Maintain you have to get certain, over five percent. You have to okay, so you have to maintain. 5%. And you have to make it to seventy five percent. Okay, so then so basically you're just in purgatory for ten years, right? From the Correct. time you go on, ten years is the maximum amount of time that you can. And actually after be that, on. the only way you can get in is like a special exception type of vote or something by the board. Like typically, later on, right? well, they that's have. Very they, rare. Well, they. No, it's it's not even that it's rare. It's just after a certain period of time from there, it goes to a special committee, and then from there they can have a basic. It's basically a player's vote. And, right. and then that's what allows them to get in. And even then, there's still no guarantee. So that's still... There's, well, there's like, a maximum of four of those per year okay. that they go to that the vote. Kind of, kind of thing. Yeah, a variety of things. Kind of, It'll get into our topic a little bit. But, that's you know, how getting like, voted in. Joe Jackson would get in or like at this point, yeah. Pete, Pete Rose or any of those At this guys. point, yes. So the, that'd be the only way they could get in. The omissions, the big omissions that we've... I just right. did air quotes. You didn't see that. But, I just did air right. quotes. 
Whereas this one, though, you know, obviously it's the regular Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame ballot, and this one has a lot of ramifications that could come up based on who gets in because there's a lot of folks now on these ballots that were part of that late 90s steroid era thing people like uh sammy sosa barry sure. bonds you know roger clemens this roger clemens this is alex rodriguez's A-Rod. first one yeah so that's kind of Manny, you know Manny Manny Ramirez Ramirez is in there is so you're starting the... to get some of the you know you, you're getting the tail end of the people who kind of quote-unquote started it Right. But then you're having those that actually got in trouble for breaking the rules. Did McGuire ever even get put on the the list at all for it? Did he ever even get put on the on the ballot? I don't even know. But but basically, what our our big point is about this, why it's significant, especially this year, is that baseball's Hall of Fame process has kind of abided by a series of not so unwritten rules that's pretty clearly defined like baseball always is in terms of the unwritten rules, of what you what you can and cannot do to get into the Hall of Fame. You can't bet on the sport. That's why Shoeless Joe Jackson and uh, Pete Rose are not in. Also, you can't be, generally they kind of oppose, I guess what some people would call questionable characters, also why Pete Rose is not in, and also why someone like Kurt Schilling has kind of always been on the line. A lot of people have wondered if Kurt Schilling would ever get in just because he's not the personality that a lot of people would like to see in the Hall of Fame. But with this year, we're seeing a crack in that facade of the steroid thing, at least, when we're expecting some of these guys that are in their last cycle here, Bonds and Clemens and and uh, Sosa especially, it looks like they very well might get in this year. I wouldn't, I wouldn't guess that Sosa will get in, but it's definitely looking like Bonds and Clemens are going to get in. And, you know, it, it's easy to argue against Sosa. Not only did he use performance enhancers, he also had his cork bats in, bat, bat incident. And, and it's not like he had a very, very long, you know, prosperous career. He had a lot of great years, but sure. it's kind of I mean, he's involved in one of the greatest happened. moments in baseball history, though. Correct. I mean, correct. We're, we're talking about, we have to talk about that, too, right? I mean, the shilling uh, bloody sock moment is a pretty pretty big moment too and that's why I would expect a guy like Schilling to have that kind of uh, an impact on making it in potentially right now it seems like Schilling's actually leading the the votes overall in terms of the ballot carrying over from last year's uh, prediction from from last year he led those right. that are on it uh, he right. did lead uh, Sosa uh, Sosa was way on down the list Bonds was getting close to that 75 percent mm-hmm. so was Clemens and that's why it's kind of anticipated that they're going to get in this year and it's just kind of interesting when you think about it if Bonds were to get in if if Clemens were to get in, does that pave a pathway for A-Rod to get in? Maybe not this year, obviously, but down the road. Does, yeah. that, does Manny Ramirez get in? Do those types of players get in? Yeah. Will Mark McGuire get in later on because his 10 years has been up? He's been off the ballot. Sure. Something interesting about McGuire. He was McGuire, on the ballot, though. Did you, did you yeah, he, okay. it's, it's, he went on in 2007. And so, okay, but I mean, something that's, that's interesting about McGuire, and, and this is why – there's a lot of gray area is McGuire actually went down and typically you go up. Whereas Sosa's oh. kind of leveled about the same, but he saw a really big increase in the 2021. He went from a little under 14% to 17%. Now that's a, they said that's a very long distance from 75 that would be required for him to get in this year. Oh, for sure. But you're, if you look at kind of just McGuire's percentages, comparatively speaking to Sosa's percentages, it does show that there is there's becoming a transition 
of the thought process of what writers think when voting for these people tied to Mm -hmm. it. And Mm -hmm. when you think about it, it is because 100% Barry Bonds, regardless of what Bonds did through the last few years of his career, it's going to be really, really, really difficult to keep a man like that out of the Hall of Fame because... He had a Hall of Fame career before he started juicing. Before he started juicing, he... Broke Hank Aaron's record, which to me there is an asterisk there. Hank Aaron is still the home run king in my opinion, but regardless, yeah. he still hit that many. He 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 broke uh, Roger Maris' uh, home run record. Yeah. I mean, well, I guess technically he didn't break it, but he was the one right. that ultimately set the new record. Yeah. Um, but when you think about it, it's hard to keep him out, and because there's going to be this kind of black cloud removed, so to speak, because they allowed Bonds in, if he gets in, then you're going to start seeing players like A-Rod have a chance. Whereas right. 10 years ago, based on what we're seeing with McGuire, with with Sosa, it wouldn't have been as likely for him to get in. Yeah, it would have been like uh, Ortiz gets in, has very similar, probably less impressive numbers than A-Rod, but because... Correct. Technically, Ortiz never got and you know directly involved other than 2003 before they even started doing in the drug testing. He might have said, "Yeah, I have before," but in terms of the actual testing to, to modern, Ortiz never tested negative. He never Correct. went on 60 Minutes and talked tested about positive tested. Po- he, he never failed a test. I don't know. This whole conception testing negative and positive got really completely so blown up because of COVID. Up is down and down, down is up. Down is up and so in is out. I don't yeah, know. So, so it, but either way, Ortiz would get in there because he never he never failed a steroid test, never never tested positive for PEDs. But his numbers are not as good as, as A-Rod's because A-Rod went on 60 Minutes and talked about the fact that he was taking one-a-day vitamins infused with steroids and stuff before he'd go go out and play games. I mean, that's it's so it's a, it this what's gonna be interesting about all of this, mm-hmm. say Bonds get in, say Clemens get in, because those are because Clemens know, that's, is also that that's, same that's one of the best pitchers we've yeah. ever seen in our lifetime. Touching Nolan that's Ryan numbers and all that kind of stuff. It, yeah. it it is the best baseball player, arguably Against Trout right yeah. now that we've seen yeah. in our lifetime, and also the you know and the guy like well, guy like Clemens, you're, you're, so, also a Hall of Fame career before he tested correct. positive. So regardless of what happened, there's this weird kind of cloud hovering mm-hmm. that it's been there. It's been the monkey on MLB's back for the last nine years, yeah. and now they're in the tenth. If they don't let him in, right. I really think there could be more repercussions than if yeah. they do. And now, I, I've been a big component. I've kind of changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. Do I think he should get in? Honestly, no. Because while he didn't technically cheat, he did do something that was not supposed to have been done. Sure. They sure. weren't supposed to, and they knew they weren't supposed to use it, but they, they, they got them technically legally. Yeah. And that's kind of where... They didn't break the rules because they 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 got it legally at the time. Sure, yeah, they weren't it, it allowed to illegal. use illegal that, substances, right. and so that's where it's kind of like there's this fine line. Yeah. But if they weren't to let him in, then you have to have some level of Hall of Fame for those athletes that yes. you should never let in. Yes. If if you don't let Barry Bonds in, if you don't let Roger Clemens in, then you cannot let anyone else that's ever on a ballot 
in. Right. Because yeah. there won't be another athlete, another baseball player that is that highly revered and that great of a player yeah. that will ever go on the ballot. You can't let them in. Right. So. Yeah. Because they'll have another reason. You to, have to, to have some out. kind of secondary yeah. asterisk Hall of Fame, quote unquote, like the history yeah. Hall of Fame or yeah. whatever you want yeah, to call the, it. The, How- uh, the, the way that Dan Patrick talks about it on his show is it like the Hall of the Hall of Fame should have maybe different rooms or different floors, you know, like, the, like right on the top floor you've got Nolan and, Ryan, and that's and, exactly and, and, what you know, I'm alluding these, to. These these kind of like. You got like full, these are the gods. You got full statues of those dudes, not just a bust. And then in the entry level, you, yeah, you you got a steroids room over there, and you go in the steroids era room, and there they all are. Like because they were, the, 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 I mean, the steroid era saved baseball, in and it's sense. and it's part of and, the history and of the sport. To this day, no matter what, one, I didn't understand it when I was that age, yeah. but two, that is really what set me up for sure, becoming sure. a lifelong baseball Absolutely. fan. Not to mention, you know, my affinity to the Cubs didn't start there, but that was my entire childhood was yeah. watching the Mark Grace, the Sammy Sosa's, the 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 lovable losers that yeah. had a couple bright moments, but one of the brightest moments was, was the home run race against McGuire and King Griffey. Without and then the next year, Barry Bonds were, was in the mix. And, yeah. and the next thing we know, Barry seven, Bonds yeah. broke the record. Yeah, 700. All, all yeah. of the records. Yeah, it's, and it's, so it's, it's, I think you're totally right there. And the other perspective that I've got on the Hall of Fame in general is, okay, when Shoeless Joe Jackson wasn't allowed in, the Hall of Fame was a much smaller, much more special thing. I mean, it was only just a handful of people in comparison now. Every year you let people in, in a way, right, the Hall of Fame becomes a little bit less important because there's more people in it. It's not as it's it's less exclusive because all of these people we've got people on the on the uh the, the list this year that might end up getting in at some point. They've only had one single MVP or won a single Cy Young. I mean, Lincecum won two, so that's pretty impressive, but it's, it's so these aren't, you know, all-time numbers here. These are just now just filling in the blank. Okay, who won the Cy Young in 2014? Let's get him in on the Hall of Fame whenever he retires. That and that's so so in that sense because more and more people are getting in, then I think that we should go back through the history and sort of put some people in there that are important, like a shoeless Joe Jackson. Because that story is a part of baseball history. Everybody knows it. Put a bust of the guy on. Tell people the story next to it. Tell us. Tell them why that he's he's in here, but maybe doesn't deserve to be in here. Exactly. That's on, important. On one hand, I want them to get in because they do deserve to be in from from a statistical standpoint. Yeah, historical. Whether or not they use PEDs or not, because let's 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 think about what these PEDs did. Right. They really and truly helped with rest and recovery. Sure, they added size and strength, but that doesn't allow Clemens to locate the strike zone. It doesn't allow him to throw the pitches better. It doesn't allow for Barry Bonds to have the best one of the best eyes and best bats we've right. ever seen it doesn't doesn't make him better in no. timing no. so there's there's elements that the PEDs didn't affect that Absolutely. are really why they 
got the statistics they did, sure, they probably didn't get hurt or yeah. they didn't know they were hurt <laughs> and as remember, well. These dudes were, were battling each other, too. It Correct. wasn't like they were, and you know, so the pitchers were doing it and the batters on were doing that it. Hand, the umps might as well have been uh, doing right. it. Right. <laughs> on that side, yeah, I think they definitely deserve Absolutely. to get in. And, and I think that Me paves too. the pathway for other players like them that made a mistake. Sure. That the majority of them have owned up to their mistake. Yeah. And I know that a lot of gives them an like opportunity that. to get in. I know a lot of people don't on like that. On the other side, I, I, you know? I'm not going to be against if they don't get in because then it's kind of a, hey, you know, that serves you right. You yeah. did ultimately cheat to an extent yeah. somehow, some way. I don't and like the idea if of they also don't putting get it in, in after they die either, though. Correct. I don't much like But that. if they don't get in, then I don't think you can allow anyone else to get in because, again, it goes back to they are two of the best of the trade. So yeah. if they can't get in because of what they did, then someone like A-Rod, who's also one of the best, he still can't get in. There's Andy Pettit sitting but, down there on the bottom of the list, right? I mean, another guy who is, who's definitely an, an influential guy in the history of the sport with, so, I mean, a, with a big black mark on him as well. I mean, I don't know correct. if he'll get in. And so but, I think that's kind of where some of this conversation can go, too, is you have this this weird kind of mantra of what, is going to get in, who's going to get in and how they're going to get in and if they should get in or not. But then there are people on this list that that absolutely should be involved in that conversation sure. that that may not get in. Kurt Schilling, he didn't do those types of things and and part of his part of the reason why he's not getting in is more of a social side of things. He's a jackass. Yeah, he's not a nice guy. And that's just as what it is. But but he's you a have to kind of separate the the social side of things because this doesn't have anything to do with his play on the field. No, it's his it's his ability to to behave as a as a yeah. civilized yeah. adult to off em, the field to and embarrass so, himself and not even know, realize it. But then I guess then again I guess you could argue well isn't part of being in a Hall of Fame integrity? Sure, and I would say that integrity has to be a part of it, but sometimes. This whole conversation we're having is a is about lacking integrity in a way. If you took PEDs to many people, you didn't have integrity, so therefore you shouldn't be in. If you if you were gambling on the sport, you were you're cheating. No integrity there, so therefore you're not in. And the same thing goes with with just being social a, a social just nightmare to have to deal with, like Kurt Schilling was. But I mean, you've got guys. I don't know what you think about Gary Sheffield or Andrew Jones. I know you're a big fan of Andrew Jones, but I mean these guys are now kind of getting, you know, getting pushed to the back of the line a little bit because well, they're the perennial. You got to let the, all four of those dudes in well, almost. The, I mean, the, I, the, those dudes those. should ultimately get in. Those are the those are what you call the traditional Hall of Famers, yeah. where they had good careers, great careers for many of them, but they're not going to get in until nine or ten, potentially their tenth year. Yeah, nine or 10. And if you look at kind of the Sheffield's on eight right now. If you kind of look at the trajectory of what some of these guys are, like you know Scott Rowland, he's slowly went from ten. 17, 35, now almost 53%. It's likely he's going to get up there. He Definition was, of purgatory. Correct. But he was, <laughs> he was, he was an MVP caliber right. player. He yeah. was rookie of the year. Uh, Might he, not have been he, on the Yankees, but, you know, he's... No, he had he had very, very well-known career, primarily between Philadelphia and St. Louis. Right. But also, you know, phenomenal, phenomenal infielder. Yeah. And I think that that's something that, that does kind of negate... For some reason, their their ability to get in. It's the eye test thing, though. If you if, you know you're if the longer you don't go watching them, the more you forget about how great Scott Rowland was in the infield or how incredible Andrew Jones was in the outfield. Right. Someone like Andrew Jones, they they 
the writers punish him because he didn't have a long, yeah. prosperous career. But he still hit over 400 yeah. home runs. He had at least one season of over 50 home runs. He had, I think it was six, five or six seasons of 90 RBIs in a yeah. row. Yeah. And he played on that iconic Braves, yeah. almost legendary the dynasty. Joneses. The Joneses in there. And still to this day, yeah. he's arguably the best center field defender Maybe not of all time. There's some names in there that 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 could that could fight him for that. Comparing to the but modern game, definitely, definitely in the modern game, definitely since the dead ball era. I mean, you have a couple people that are kind of similar to him, but you know, Kevin Kiermaier would probably be the best center fielder defensive wise right now. Mm-hmm. But Andrew Jones was also still ten steps ahead of him yeah. and had a better bat, like so, a better so, offensive. So the thing that might hurt Andrew is he had a, he was a two fifty lifetime batter. But who gives a shit about that? Right. A lot of a lot of that is you're putting you're you're trying to define this person by math and percentages and stats and accumulated things over a career. Where Andrew Jones was just incredible to watch. But someone like here's the here's the kicker though. Someone like Andrew Jones getting in. Early, like say this year, or he's Scott in his fifth Rowland. year, right? Yeah, and so he's got time. Scott Rowland getting in this year, maybe even a Todd Helton sneaking in there. Those votes will potentially hurt someone like Bonds, Clemens, Schilling because they may not vote for them, and they're going to give their votes to some of the lesser of talents because right. they didn't do anything wrong because that's the big scary thing is that, you know if, if a guy like ortiz who could technically go in first ballot if they decide to stonewall some of these the you know the 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 actual guys involved in the ped cycle and stuff if if, if a lot of votes end up falling his direction we've got some people falling off this list potentially there are you know people uh like lincecum um morneau Przinsky, Papelbon, Crawford. I mean, those are some pretty big name guys that if they don't if they don't keep that five percent, right? They're and, out. And I think that's the 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 last kind of segment of this conversation is you know you have the people that we know they're going to get in. They're going to get in in five, seven, maybe even their tenth year. On oh, Prince Fielder, you, you have the people that they're going to stay on it right. all ten years, mm-hmm. and maybe they'll get. Uh, they'll maybe get in it later on down the road through special committee and special vote, things like that. And then you have the ones that Tim Lincecum's a great example. Two-time Cy Young. Do I think he should be a Hall of Famer? Uh, probably not. Probably not. But he's in that category of players that he might he either had a long career or the player either had a really long career or didn't had a short career but was highly successful right had mvp type cy young type years for two three four maybe even five years but then they they get punished not linsome can linsome come in a, in a sense because he didn't really have a long career but no. you know the players that had a 15 16 17 year career they had seven years of mvp type play or at least receiving votes putting up good stats maybe not that you know 3,000 sure. hits or, you know, 500 home runs. or They There's don't not have a whole that lot of those stat. guys. But they get punished because they enjoy the game. They were they could play at a level that someone would pay them, and they were collecting a paycheck. So because they played 15 years and only, only a third of that was Hall of Fame level type players, right. they're not going to get in. And Lincecum's a great example 
while I, again, still don't necessarily think that he did have a long enough career that, that sustained it, but you could make a case for someone that was two-time Cy Young winner in that short period of time that played on a dynasty team of the Giants, so you could make a case for it, but yeah. those are the types of players that also a writer is going to be spiteful, yeah. and they're going to take a vote from Bonds because yeah. they only have 10, and they're going to vote for Lincecum to maybe save him to stay on as compared to maybe getting Bonds sure. to the next level. I mean, level. If, I'm, if I'm using my last vote and I'm having to choose between some of these guys down on the bottom of the list, Tim, Tim Lincecum, great name, but Prince Fielder, fantastic name. I love Prince. I mean, what a name. He's a big man. I'm going to have to give him that one because <laughs> just name alone. Name is going in. But you know, it's 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 a tough thing to see. I mean, I I think that it's it's contentious, but I do think it's about time that we we begin to re redesign. We need to get in there and renovate the Hall of Fame, um, expand it a little bit, make Cooperstown a little bit more room to room style. We can we go can, through the eras, I the Hall it. of Fame by era. And I'm sorry, but the steroid era, it's their time. And look, and this, and they what, this go is in. what we can call it instead of the Hall of Fame, the Hall of Fame. You just let everybody Hall of Fame, in. everybody <laughs> famous. Every just placards when you walk in of every, the name of every baseball player that's ever played, and and uh, then you can just go find someone that you're most likely related to because there's been so many baseball players out there. Everybody's got one, so it's. Uh, I think it's. I think it's a, a cool time for sure to be to be checking out some baseball. Look into that. Read up on some of the the stories. There's some great articles out there as well to to read that that have a lot of information. Give you guys some extra stuff to think about in terms of all of this. It's it's a it's a big moment. It could lead to a, a big change in the way the Hall of Fame is structured. Yeah, and so we can kind of follow up first of the year as well because we'll we'll have our our results by December 31st. Mm-hmm. Right around that time, we'll probably take the rest of this week off, I would imagine, yeah. given the Christmas holidays, and you know, maybe even wait until after New Year's. We'll see, you know, kind of see what time, you know, as you all know, and, and, and I'm sure you guys are doing, spending some time with friends, family, friends and, and family, and baby. Such. And so, okay, so one we'll thing before back. we go, I got a question for you then. If Ortiz gets in, how do you think it's going to fall? So, do you think that if the steroids guys get in, Ortiz won't? But do you think if Ortiz gets in first ballot, what do you think is going to happen to the other steroids area guys? Is that going to be like, boom, game over? If, if Ortiz gets in, we see where the Hall of Fame stands. It's like clean or nothing? Oh, God, I don't know. I mean, I think if, if – if, I mean, you can look at it that way. But then it's kind of the same question, though, like if Bonds get in. Because at the end of the day, like yeah. this is his first and Bonds is last. So – I think if either of them get in, it yeah. does definitely paves the pathway for more people to have gotten in. I agree. That are going to be on the ballot in the future, that are on the ballot now. If Ortiz gets in first round, it's going to be a middle finger to all those dudes, I think. Correct. And 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 we all agree, and most baseball fans agree, they do need to revamp and get some of the people that vote out anyways. It's just time. They, because generational. there's people that don't give someone like Mariana Rivera... Or yeah. Derek Jeter, unanimous, because, oh, it's their first time. Yeah. And that's just an absolute joke. That's not what you it's should ridiculous. be doing. It's not how you should vote. But nonetheless, yeah. uh, we'll plan to come back Absolutely. sometime between now and the first couple we, uh, first couple days of the new year. We'll, we'll recap 
what ultimately happened, who got in, who didn't. We also have a fun episode lined up uh, talking about more of the unbreakable records yes. in, in baseball and a little bit of some of the other sports because we just witnessed uh, a, a big-time record in Steph Absolutely. Curry uh, get broken a couple weeks ago. Not even a couple weeks ago, a couple days ago. Yes, that will be pending as and his uh, nap schedule. Yes. Depending on, yes, <laughs> she's actually napping right now. But And depending on how kind of the soccer world treats us, we'll, of course, get some football. Uh, yeah, we'll, get some, you we'll all. get some football on there for you. Hopefully my toffees will be doing something soon to save Benitez's uh, job and also... Top of the uh, morning to you, Gabriel. bring some stuff. But nonetheless, yeah. uh, we appreciate you guys for tuning in, enjoying the episode. Make sure you follow us on all of our social medias. So Share it. Primarily dropping the ball. Subscribe to it. Group and follow it. you have our Twitter dropping... Underscore the ball no G. You have emailing opportunities at dropping the ball pod at gmail.com. Like, share. But like, share. Download. Download it. Five star ratings. Tell everyone about us. And most importantly, have a Merry Christmas. Happy holidays for anyone who celebrates other holidays. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you next time. It's a great thing to share with all of your family during those awkward conversations. See ya. Latest. <laughs>